Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right, Tyler, today I'm excited about this episode. Me too. If you've listened, as you, I'm sure you have, loyal listeners for... Yeah. Long-time the, listener, first-time caller. <laughs> right. You've heard me mention Quentin, right? Mm-hmm. In the office next door. All right, so today we've got Quentin Otan on the show. I'm excited on the podcast. And in all seriousness, he's going to bring, what do we, what do we call it? A, a case, case study. A case study, yeah. So I mentioned Quentin a lot because he's doing some really cool things with his clients and in zero cloud accounting. But I'm going to get Quentin to kind of give us a little bit of backdrop of what he's doing with one of his real estate clients. And then we'll kind of dive into some questions and um, kind of see what he's up to. Yeah, so I guess we can start from the beginning where... Um, the beginning, they were doing some real estate accounting in-house. Well, sorry to interrupt you already, yeah. but let's. Did we even? We need to tee up like the whole thing is basically a case study on real estate. Yeah, ca- yeah, accounting. yeah. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't see up the stuff. That's why they. I'm the co-host. Yeah, yeah I'm not the host, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I got to so, keep us on task. No, here. I appreciate that. That's why we got you here. No, what we're talking about is a client who's got a bunch of rental properties. Yeah. And managing them, I wouldn't say them haphazard way, just not in a super efficient way. And Quentin's brought some really good ideas on how to move them forward using cloud-based tools and efficiency and really cut out some other services. Yeah. So this is kind of the whole cloud accounting system applied to this real estate use case. And so what you're going to hear is basically, like we said earlier, a case study. Yeah. It's like a roadmap. Yeah. If you were going to be you know, the ideal for Correct. cloud accounting for a real estate company. All right, so there you go. That's a better yeah. lead in. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so from the beginning, the client had some staff in-house, and they were, they had the traditional um, accounting forward and the desktop software, pretty much paper invoicing folks or, you know, by the old give you a call and rents due. Really? Come on down and to the office and make a payment. Um, some by cashier check, some by check. They have like um, a little mailbox. You could I, slip I, it I in. Prob- most likely. <laughs> but yeah. And after hours, a little yeah, slot, you can, drop. Yeah, you can drop. slide yeah, it in. That sounds convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and so they, he's progressively gotten more and more um, interested in obviously streamlining things right. he has m- more than this business um to account for on the day-to-day he has other endeavors he's in so it's always really the mindset was he sees this as his investment his long-term investment yeah i think that's the guy you're talking yeah. about was mentioning to me before he's like i don't like the stock market yeah this is my this retirement. is my retirement yeah. yeah and so i i keep driving home to him where that's the case let's treat it as such let's build a system to where it's in the background and it's working for you and it's not taking, you know, four hours out of your day to go do administrative work or have that list of clients that are past due. You have to make a phone call or you have to be the one to go or get somebody to go knock on the door to get collect those payments. Right. Or even remember. Yeah, even past yeah, due, right? for sure. Or, you know, helping to manage your um, property manager, which property to go to when to fix these repairs and managing the budgets of those and seeing what or you over budget or you know you have budgets for your repairs and maintenance on the or an estimates projections for the year, but where are you where are you on that right. on that budget threshold? Yep. Yeah, real estate's an interesting thing too because like I could see how the accounting piece, like 
more, it's not like other businesses where you have inventory or you're like building a product. Like it's idle, meaning like the only times that you're doing something, there's always an expense tied to it, right? Like when you just said sending out a property manager to fix something, it's like you're only accounting and like your accounting and operations seem way more tightly. Yeah. Yeah. Tighter than other businesses, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And just kind of give a quick, like how many properties are we talking about? Um, Currently, all total units are about 85 right now. Okay, so 85 doors. 85 doors, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so what you described was, I guess you said desktop. They were on QuickBooks Desktop at one point? Yeah, a d- desktop then moved to, uh, I got them nudged in the right direction. And we got to QuickBooks Online. Okay. Um, still hesitated to go all in on zero. Yeah. Um, and then finally, you know, as things progressed and... I kept just letting them know the tools available in Zero, right. how comfortable and confident we are at Mirror Group using Zero. Right. Um, finally got them over that hill to to dive in and go in all in on Zero. Can I ask what was the like? What was the missing piece when you were in QuickBooks Online? Like, why were you so motivated to get them from there to Zero? Because I don't think people. I think people still might be putting those in the same. Yeah. Camp. Um, just from. We, how familiar we are and how we're constantly on the search for new in this case study will show the result of this of always looking for things that connect well with zero other apps that do things great that zero doesn't do great or they do a little bit better just to connect those apps with zero to have an efficient, holistic approach and process and so we're always on the lookout for that so that's kind of where our focus is and so QuickBooks Online is similar, but it's not in that wheelhouse. So we're not always on the up and up with, you know, things that connect yeah. with uh, QuickBooks Online. And we build a lot of our processes at Mirror Group around the bank reconciliation process and yeah. rules and invoicing in zero. So we're really efficient and familiar with that process. So as all of these guys, other businesses were in zero, and this one wasn't, we just felt like it was kind of lagging behind. If we wanted to just pull it up to apply our efficiencies and that yeah. we do to all the others into this same. Yeah. This yeah. Same now if I could, I could piggyback on that a little bit. I mean, when we start, like when I got in, you know, involved with zero, I don't know, five, six years ago, um, it's just one of those things where it resonated with me, right? Like if the QuickBooks zero kind of debate and, then over time, as we built this firm, the staff here, everybody just kind of agreed we like it better. Functionality-wise, uh, user interface-wise, just feature-wise, like we, we just like it better. So to answer your question, I think, piggybacking off of what Quentin said, we're always just, we, we've picked zero, we've niched on it, and so most of and we we've just said, this is the one we're going to build on. Gotcha. And so that's what we're making. You know, you might have a use case where QuickBooks Online might be better. You know, you may argue that. But for us and our clients, it's been much better. And we can service it better because we can all troubleshoot it much better because that's all we do every day with that software. Sure, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's always open on all of our computers. We're always in zero. Yeah. And so if I've had multiple instances with other clients, and this one uh, specifically where um, the owner or his um, – one of his employees has a question and they'll email me or call me and I just quickly hop on over to their account. I mean, I'm in zero. I can answer that question in real time. And then they, then they're not stuck anymore. They keep going um, and moving forward. Yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about what was kind of the, what was kind of the, 
I guess, a straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, from this client's perspective. So you, you've kind of talked about moving them to zero, but I think they were already on zero when they had the property manager, which most recently they had a property manager, and that was getting expensive. And you were kind of looking for a solution, right? Yeah. So kind of explain what what kind of went into there as far as finding that solution and then what that solution affords them the ability to save on as far as getting rid of a property manager and doing more things kind of in-house. Yeah, so they were using a property manager, and from there, obviously, the property manager spits out some monthly reports. <clears throat> and from there, internally, we built a system to record all of that activity through an Excel file as a journal entry to record the monthly activity. Yeah. And this was still costing the client to, to use us to do this because those reports were pretty cumbersome. And like not all every month, we didn't really, we had to ask the property manager questions. Yeah, uh, so, you, so it's like, you know, yeah. John and I are looking at this. We're talking to the client, and we're saying, "Hey, what are the, what are some of these line items? What's the net amount? What does this mean? What's the true cash flow of this property?" And none of us could really ever figure it out. And yeah. so it's like we're doing this to get good data, and at the end of the month, we're still all scratching our heads as to what kind of what's going on, and then we're still putting in more time into it. And so it's, I started, I let it go a couple of months, and then I, was, I asked the client, I was like, "Hey, um." How's this, how, you, how do you feel this is going? And he was just like, I just feel like I don't know what's going on. And yeah. I, um, a lot of us have this struggle of letting, letting go of control, right? Yeah. And he let go of control, and now he's, like, grasping at the air, trying to get the control back. He doesn't know, you know, why people aren't paying rent, why they're late. Um, he gets some reports for repairs and maintenance. He knows what's going on for the most part, but he doesn't get the aggregate totals until the next month when he gets the report. So it's kind of, you know, he doesn't necessarily know his net cash out until he gets that report at the end of the month. And it's kind of yeah. a surprise every month. And so... So you didn't have real time. Didn't have real time. And you had duplicative. Like you said, duplicative. he was paying us to go and decipher what the management reports were coming out of. Correct. Their... So, so somebody on the property, if you could kind of boil it down, there's there's cost associated with all this, right? Property manager's not doing this for free, so he's got somebody working his software that he's paying for to give you a report. I remember this. You guys were having to take it from PDF. Weren't y'all converting it to Excel to then upload? We did, but we ended up getting uh, the property manager to send us some Excel okay. reports eventually. But still, yeah. this is a step that's been removed based on, I'm sure, what you're going to talk about. Correct. Yeah. Um, so when we realized he wanted more, the um, business owner wanted more, I started to just do some research and look to see what is, what are some good softwares that can connect with Zero seamlessly and that can fit or meet at least most of the things that are his pain points. And I just happened to find a few and there was a seminar, a webinar, like the next week that covered two of the ones I was looking at. And it was Rent HQ is one of them and Released is the other program. And they just talked um, at a high level of what these are. And I immediately called the client and said, look, sit tight. I think I have some solutions for you. Let me, let me vet these out and I'll get back to you. And so I scheduled demos with both companies and um, did some research and figured out which one was the best fit 
for what he had. And released is more of a pitch to commercial properties because of the, because of the, the ro- how robust the, <laughs> the, uh, the robustness okay, of the robust. software. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and, but when I gave them the full listing of the properties and what this client does, they like, man, he is a fit for sure for what well, we and offer. Because he wants to grow. Yeah, yeah, and because it, so release was one more with like a lot more capacity. Yeah, yeah. a lot more. The rent HQ is somebody more or less the um, three to five to ten properties. Yeah. You kind of just some residential real estate. It can fit the basic needs of that, but the release program is. I mean, we have invoicing from there. We have the tenants have their own tenant login to see. They have a digital copy of their leases. They have the ability to pay electronically. Uh, the the owner has his own login where he can see past due invoices. He can see um, upcoming repairs and maintenance tickets. Yeah. The tenants can send their own right, repair so let me, maintenance let me, tickets. Let me stop you okay. there because you like you I'm hit on all in. kind of stuff <laughs> that I want to drill down yeah, yeah. on. So like like so you mentioned a couple things. You you mentioned that. You were out looking for stuff. So the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I think a lot of people, if they've been listening to this podcast to kind of get this, but I want to hammer this point too. Like a small, a firm like ours is looking for solutions for our clients that are not tax and accounting always. Meaning you were looking for a solution to help this guy run his business better. Whatever that looked like to you, you were going to do that. So that's the first thing that kind of came to mind. Second thing was we're starting this series on what I'm calling cloud 101. We're talking about zero being like, if, if, if your small business back office is like a wheel, zero is the hub of that wheel. And then the spokes are all these different software you connect. And you mentioned an API integration because zero is not going to do, zero wasn't meant to do detailed property management, but released is and zero and released integrate. So you get the robustness to use your word of released, but it flows back into zero, which is something accountants are used to and can understand P&Ls and all that stuff. But if you want the details, they're in there. And then the third thing I heard you say, which was I can relate to this, and I know other people listening to this can relate, invoicing for rental properties. A lot of people think, why would I invoice for rental properties? But I would say this. It's happened to me before. Somebody either starts to pay you early or late. And it starts to become hard to tell if that was prepayment for the month or late payment on the prior month. And it goes on. It becomes really blurry as to which one it is. So an invoice is kind of like your compass or your north star in this sense of like, I know we're only going to match up the the payments to the proper invoices because it does it automatically. I guess I'm kind of leaving out a step. And so, you know, I I want you to hit on other things, but I think people need to leave – lead this conversation with in the rental game, if you get a lot of properties, it's super easy to get confused as to what rent the client's paying or the tenant's paying. I mean, a step further is those those dreaded security deposits. Yeah. When you put those deposits down in the invoice, you have your line item on the first oh, the, the first invoice, you're making this deposit and you have that mapped to the right security deposit account on on the balance sheet then with the property listed by the class and, and the tenant's name as the as the customer i mean it all it all maps for you and it's easy yeah. as opposed to having some third party ledger in an excel or a google sheet where you, you know you somebody else is having a subsidiary ledger right. tracking it elsewhere you have it the data's there it feeds in seamlessly and it's there's no question 
Okay, so I cut you off. You were getting into what I think lease agreements were, were tied to the – so I keep thinking these are all time-saving things. Yeah. It sounds like it's just a full full back office for real estate. Exactly, yeah, full, back, full yeah. back office to where – I mean, I, it, it you put the lease terms, you put when it's renewable, and it, you get alerts when – that's all visible to the tenant? So they yeah. know mm-hmm. – and they, yes. they can, they, you said they have an app where they can look and be like – so I keep thinking to myself, like, you have 85 tenants. It's a lot of questions and stupid questions, quite honestly. A lot of times, like, when's my lease up? What's the, what's the late fee? What's the pet deposit? Like, so all these things. If you're thinking like I'm trying to build a system, whatever you're trying to do, mm-hmm. the more you can eliminate the repetitive questions that could be answered by FAQs or a dashboard, like you're saving time. So, I mean, I, I know with this with this particular client, that's probably a big push because he's only going to get bigger. Correct. Yeah. And so, and and now, I mean, the scalability of this is unbelievable. So we have all of this, this core details of all of these properties in here, and so easy to add a new property. Now that we have the bulk in there, we know how all the the fields we need to enter the new properties, how to attach the leases in there. You get images of the properties in there, and oh, wow. and the the idea that when something comes is up for lease. I mean, we have all the details in there to go out and market that property to, to get so to fill that vacancy. Are you teaching his staff how to work in the software? No. Release. Well, oh, wow. in, in zero, I, I'm, I'm, the, yeah. I'm helping them. But release as part of their package, I mean, they have detailed um, amount of hours that they require you to have training. Oh, wow. They help you with a full on board of getting, they give you these, uh, these Excel documents of the data needed for input. You fill it out, and they have a team that imports everything for the first time. Yeah. And then from there, they review the data with you multiple times. They, they, right now, we're, we're scheduled. Everything's in there. But with the transition from the prior property manager, we're, we're delayed a little bit for effective 1-1-2022. Okay. But we have everything in there. We are – I mean, it's it's pretty much ready to go. And it's – I'm excited, <laughs> and, I can see your and, face. and when I talk to the client, yeah. I can just tell how excited he is to be able to just to have good numbers to know. Yeah. Look, is this am I losing or am I winning on this property? And if I'm and, get, quick, it, and quickly, and, yeah, real and, time. and if I'm losing too much, I need to adjust my my rates, or I need to maybe sell the property and right. buy use the proceeds from that to go buy a property somewhere that can right. make me a better profit. Yeah. yeah. So how's he using? How's he taking advantage of the new system? So I think the, the main thing is going to be just the reporting that we're, we're going to have so that he can know property by property in real time. Because we've always been striving to get there. And by the end of the year, usually, after a lot of digging and cleanup work, we get what the property looks like. But the goal, obviously, is month by month, we know where we stand. And so he's helping... With this, with this team, get all the data in zero, in released, so that whenever it's time to go, I mean, we're gonna, it's gonna, we're gonna go. Well, and th- it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think one of the things that comes to mind too is how, like how easily accessible or not accessible, how easy it is to produce a report that your bankers want. 
Exactly. I mean, like, you know, if anybody who's owned a lot of rental properties or done anything where you've got a lot of credit renewals or you've just got, you know, like sometimes a lot of times you'll buy real estate, at least in the commercial world, where it's fixed for five years or fixed for three. It might be a 20-year amortization, but it's only fixed for three or five years. And so those loans are constantly coming up for renewal because the the banks are trying to, you know, hedge their interest rate risk. They don't always fix the, the interest rate. And so... Now, this client in particular can send him off quickly on – he could maybe filter down at zero and say, hey, the, I know the loan for these eight properties is is with this bank. Is, let's just say Chase Bank. These, so I could build a report in zero or literally build a quick custom report. Hey, only these eight properties and call it Chase Bank Renewal Report. So anytime Chase Bank wants it, just say, hey, just, just send them that P&L we built. So like the flexibility you start to get – and the little bits of time savings, which is what I think people are starting to realize is a lot of the reason for using these cloud-based software is not only having the you know real-time data, but it's the time-saving yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. And, and too, if he sells a property, you can go back and just quickly generate a P&L for a specific property yeah. because chances are he's going to sell investment property to another investor and they're going to want to see that before they buy it. And you can say, look, man, here's, yeah, here's, here's my, I mean, just shoot your report, like a couple of clicks. Here's two, here's my, here's how the property's done the last two years, last three years, last six months. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, you sing John's praises on here a lot too. And yeah. John has been the workhorse on this, getting this implemented. I mean, building stuff to where we can, record depreciation month by month and he's been adding properties at a rapid rate over his last two years and so the ability the, the client the, cli- the client <laughs> not so, so we have um whatever john does macros and all these things to where we have a spreadsheet to where we can pull data and know when it if the property is added within that month it re re recalculates appreciation on a month-to-month basis going nice. forward and so we always have a monthly journal entry to record depreciation just to give them a good snapshot every month in real time rather than that you know the end of the quarter or the end of, end right. of the year making a big lump sum depreciation entry right so just getting a good yeah a good and view. explain a little bit why that's so important yeah and so it's important you know, not not obviously not from a cash flow perspective because depreciation is not for cash flow. It's just the value that we're taking as an expense on that property over the life of the property. But it's good the client just likes to see, to project for year end for tax purposes. Yeah, yeah, tax so purpose. we get we get a, a profit, essentially like ordinary profit, and then we have some. Bel- other items and depreciations in that to kind of net out to the end result. Yeah, so we I'm, kind of know the what cash flow. What I'm trying flow. to draw out of you is the impact that that has on his taxes and why you guys would, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so we don't – so a lot of times we would do this and we kind of have an idea in our head, this is what your total depreciation on these properties are at year end. So we're kind of do some backhand calculations of, look, your profit's 200, but your depreciation's going to be 120, so you'll you have a profit of 80,000. But if we're doing this in real time, month by month, and we have a spreadsheet that's constantly being updated to know the annual goal, we'll always, there's no guessing in it. We could always tell him, hey, this is your net profit for the year from a tax perspective to build your tax liability. So he's always got a real time snapshot of what taxes he's going to owe. Yes. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, when, and the reason I wanted to have him on, like, I was getting excited when he was telling me this, this whole system and, like, you know, kudos to him for like searching this out for his client, 
figuring the, finding out that there's a problem, solving the problem, and, and I mean saving the client money in terms of what he was paying the property manager, but just time and efficiency, and then also, like you said, giving him the ability to scale this thing now. And it makes me think here is like, okay, how many other clients do we have that we think might do more real estate that now we have the expertise to say, I mean, this might be the system for you, you know? Yeah, I mean, from taking this in-house for him, paying the release subscription, paying his staff that he has, helping him do the work, yeah. I think he still comes out saving about 2000 a month or 3000 a month. Wow. And that's just on the front end before... We, we start scaling this thing. And I think that the, the staff's obviously getting more efficient, more efficient, understanding what's going on. And then I, th I think that as things be more efficient, that staff can help do other things too to go make more money on other endeavors to where this can just, this real estate stuff can really be the, essentially the passive income that's coming into him without taking his his time. You know what I was thinking of as you were saying, like all that, like traditionally, real estate rentals, like in package deals, I mean, they're bought generally on a cap rate, right? It's just numbers. But it does beg the question if, and it, it seems to be the thing that's been, whether the property was bought 50 years ago or now, like you buy, if you want to make an 8% cap rate, that math's pretty simple. But it also is starting to make me think, like if you were to go pitch somebody and say, hey, I've got a really great portfolio of properties, and it's also managed very well. Like, if that starts to become also a more attractive option, like, because I would think investors are looking for ease and convenience and, like, turnkey. If you could say, hey, you might go buy, you know, this guy's rental property portfolio, and it makes 8%, but you can make 8% on mine and look at how much easier it is. So, therefore, you need to pay me a little bit more to make that April. You know what I'm saying? So, it just starts me to beg the question of, like, in the accounting world, firms are starting to sell for more if they have technology and are really efficient. Seems like the same thing will work for a real estate portfolio if your portfolio is really efficient and it only takes one person to manage versus the other guy takes three. Yeah. I mean, that's I think, just simple. I think, too, when you start thinking of the future like that, and you always bring this up, that, like, once the status quo has been changed, everybody else has right. to rise. I mean, everything you just listed at the beginning of like, from a client's perspective in terms of yeah, uh, a tenant, properties. Uh, yeah, but I, I even mean a step further, like oh, okay. a tenant, gotcha. all that stuff, a 20 year old renting an apartment is going to expect. Yeah. When like, I know it sounds like, oh man, for tenant, for property managers, getting their leases online, getting their bill pays online, all that stuff. You just named like that's the that's how you operate as a business now. Yeah, that's like, like it, the floor. Yeah, that's so. I mean, right. so yeah, there's gonna be like people always talk about the the digital divide in a lot of different contexts, but I mean that's that's one that's happening where you've just got such a divide of like companies who are now just saying, okay, consumers expect the entry level is all the information, everything about our relationship between a customer and a, a company has to be accessible to me at all times. That's the barrier. And so now now mom and pop companies, so to speak, are able to do that. And yeah. it, it's just the standard. No, it's just, I mean, we talk about, you're right, we talk about that a lot. And um, it's absolutely true. I mean, like, so it's going to put, but the, the, you're, you and I are kind of saying the same thing. If, the, if you're there and you've, and you've got the, you've created this different experience, which is what people expect, yeah. they're willing 
to pay more yeah. for that. Like I'm thinking if I'm shopping around for a portfolio, like to me, one that doesn't have that, well, that's a distressed portfolio. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, like, and, it's and like, oh gosh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to add all correct. kinds of technology to just get this up to speed. Yeah. And, and you know, it also makes me think too, like, and I never thought that about real estate. A real estate, the game is it's numbers. And to a certain extent, this still is numbers. But if you can say, but yeah, it's easier to make your numbers with this system. But not only that, the guy you're talking about, think about how easy now he thinks about adding properties. Once this thing gets rolling, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be, it's like you're talking about, it's scalable. Yeah. 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 Well, good deal. I think that's a great place to end it. Um, Quinn, anything else you want to say about the system? What you're excited about? If there's anything else on the horizon? Summed it all up. Yeah, man. I think I uh, summed it up. I mean, I can talk on this thing for hours, but yeah. right. for the sake of the podcast and not run, <laughs> not running our all of our thousands of listeners off. Yeah, that's right. I'll, uh, I'll cap it for today. We appreciate yes. your concern. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, look. As always, you can go to Mirror Group and see all the other episodes there, um, as well as reach out to Marcus directly. And and look, I think you guys today got a snapshot of just cloud accounting in in the real world when you really apply it to the uh, the workings of a back office in any industry so um yeah reach out to mirror group and imagine what cloud accounting could do for for your business and leave us a review yeah leave Leave a review review. it helps us out appreciate it that'd be great all right that's it see you next time